Welcome to episode 112 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Guys, make sure you are active on our social media accounts. We have an I Am BNF campaign. We have Black and Fashion pop-up shops coming. We have the Black Designer Directory, the Black Designer Closet Sale, and of course, our new segment called the Black Notes, when you send in your notes anonymously for advice. So make sure you guys are up to date. I am your host, Lenise. Collier. And today I am joined by Shanda. I said that right, right? That is correct. Shanda. Shanda. Okay. Shanda Womack. She grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, AA. I'm from the Midwest too. <laughs> um, as the youngest four, youngest of four children after high school, Shanda joined the army and did a four-year tour. She holds a BA degree in communications from Georgia State University. Her desire was to become a sports reporter after having interned with the Milwaukee Bucks, Fox TV, and working as a logger at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. However, after taking and passing the GA real estate exam and obtaining her license. She has worked in real estate field for the past 22 years, acquiring property all over the country for natural gas pipeline projects. That is super dope. Um, in addition to her having a love for entrepreneurship, Shanda has a passion for fashion and style. She developed a sense of style from her parents who were always dressed to the nines. Both um, of her parents loved hats and developed a love for hats and have acquired a collection of over 50 hats, uh, many of them being vintage. Um, in 2017, Shanda started a mobile resale and consignment boutique in Atlanta along with her daughter who is a makeup artist. They will visit clients' home and allow them to shop directly from their mobile boutique. In 2022, in 2020, when COVID COVID-19 hit, she was forced to look for a new way to sell her items. She researched the online resale market and how the industry was booming. And now that everyone was shopping online, she decided that she wanted to enter into that market. So Shanda, you have went through a, a lot of entrepreneurship and a lot of different journeys. So besides our introduction, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you covered it. I, saw, I, I covered it all. So let me do this. Let's back it up a little bit. First off, before yeah. we even get into because now I'm about to start asking you a little bit more in depth about you. Uh, I like okay. to do this little game. It's called uh, This or That. So it's just a little icebreaker to see what you prefer over the other. So one of these questions I feel like I already know the answer to. But so uh, Brams, Fedoras, or Bucket Hats? Well, I love hats, as you stated in my mm -hmm. bio. I love hats. I gained that from my mom, my dad. They both love hats. So I, I but I love a good fedora. Good fedora. I love okay. a good fedora, yes. All right. Skinny leg or flare leg? It depends on what I'm doing and where I'm going. Um, you I'll only can pick one. <laughs> I'll, rock, I'll, I'll do the flare leg. Okay. Flare leg. Yes. M mule or wedge? Um, a mule. mule. Good mule is Yes, Got nice, it. easy, on and off. All right, and last one. Are you a V-neck girl or a crew neck girl? I, I say a V-neck girl. V-neck girl. Okay. All right, so yes. I must. I was thorough with your bio. There's a lot more in there because we got a lot more to share. So tell me a little bit about just like this, this transition because growing up in the Midwest and then now moving to Atlanta and then you seeing like a different shift in your entrepreneurship, I guess my first question would be, 
what is your pivot strategy? Like, how do you know when it's time to move on to something different? Because I see just like from your bio and your experiences that, you know, you, you kind of switch. But it's like, is it something like a light bulb just goes off? Is it like a life event? Like, when you do these shifts and pivot, like from industry to industry, what is that? what does that process look like for you? Well, you know, you have to do what you love. We all hold our careers and our professions, but do we really love it? I went to school. I wanted to become a sports broadcaster. I graduated from Georgia State University, hoping to um, make, make a career of it. But I was a single parent, and I was told by many of the um, television here that I needed to garner experience and I would have to uproot myself and my children from Atlanta and move cross country. So I wasn't ready to do that. Um, I did work in the Olympics. That was really the last time that I worked in broadcasting, but it's about finding what you love. So I, I, I garnered a real estate license, both in Georgia and um, North Carolina. And like you said, I traveled across the country. And I did that for 22 years. I, I did love it. It gave me the opportunity to see things that I probably wouldn't have seen had I stayed in Atlanta and, and worked, but I was able to go across the country. And so after 22 years, you know, you become a little tired and you want to find out what you're really here to do in life. And my passion has always been fashion. So I wanted to take my entrepreneurship, uh, my love for entrepreneurship, my love for fashion and combine the two. And so that's how I got started uh, with my new business, The Sweet Exchange. Gotcha, nice. So tell me a little bit about The Sweet Exchange. So you started off as a mobile resale uh, boutique. So you guys were going from place to place to place and then you ventured into online. Can you tell me about some of the like uh, designers or like the feel of the boutique? Like, is it all vintage? Is it, you know, super trendy? Is it all like, you know, super duper like European label driven? Like, how do you select the clothes that go into your online boutique? Well, honestly, I'm a shopper. And like all women, we shop, we can't clean out our closets, right? Only to buy, buy more. So if we're going to a party, we buy a new dress, even though we may have 10 dresses in our closet, we're always looking for something different. If we're going on a date, we want something a little sexier. Or if we're going to a wedding, we're going out and buy something new. Now, I'm not saying all women, but most women that I know clean out their closets in order to make room for more. So what I found was that I was hosting a lot of clothes in my closet. I needed to get rid of them. And that's from contemporary to designer, from uh, the Gucci. Um, that's what I had in my closet. And so I started the mobile boutique along with my daughter, who is a makeup artist here in, in Atlanta. And so we would go into women's homes. We would meet them at their home, at the office. We hosted parties. And so we gave them opportunity to, it was a mobile boutique, to come onto the van, purchase the van in 2017. They could come onto the van or we would go into their homes and have them shop for, like I said, from contemporary to luxury items. Gotcha. Um, and would you say that women are more inclined to pay, like, because I'm assuming, like, once you're reselling a lot of the items and stuff like that, they are, you know, getting designer items at, like, a cheaper price point, opposed to maybe, like, a rent-the-runway where they only get to have it, you know, in their closet for, you know, maybe, like, a week or so. Would you say that that market, like, that resale market for designer goods is a market that you feel um, is underserved? 
the resale market period is booming from luxury, from contemporary to luxury. Um, there are several of my competitors out there that have been in business um, from around 2010, 2011. They are, it's big business. And so I am, in celebration of Black History Month, I have to say that I am the premier Black-owned peer-to-peer multi-vendor uh, commerce platform. Um, so yes, it is a booming industry and people who are resale enthusiasts, they look to get things at discounted prices. Um, we sell both new and lightly worn clothing. Um, if it's, if it's designer, you know, it's, mo it's probably been worn once or twice. So while the price point, if you go to a retail outlet and get those same items, you're likely on a resale platform get up to maybe 90% off retail price. Gotcha. Okay. So tell me um, a little bit about the platforms. Like what are your um, thoughts to like, you know, Poshmark, eBay, uh, Macari? Like, do you suggest to someone who is trying to get into this market, do like one of these apps or do you think just going like creating your own website and promoting it on your own is the best uh, direction to go in? Well, I have a platform and I, you mentioned those others, Poshmark, The Real Real, Tracy, all of them. I consider myself a competitor. Of course, I'm new to the industry. I just launched my site on November 26th, which was Black Friday last year. And we are looking to um, be right beside those other companies that have been in, in business for a while. But any new business, I suggested any, anything that you're getting into, you have to do your research. You have to find out your market, your niche, um, and what the, what the industry is doing before you think about starting any type of business or any type of entrepreneurship um, journey, definitely. Gotcha. And so that's what I ended up doing. I, I researched the market because I had to go from doing the mobile boutique and when COVID hit, of course, everybody started shopping online. So I, in order to reach my customers, that's when I decided um, to debut or start the, the Sweet Exchange. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So tell me, um, well, this is my next segment. So our next segment is called It's a Success. It's a disaster. <laughs> and this uh, segment is actually brought to you by the Elite Candle Club. Y'all, Black History Month is here. And I have to tell you about this Blacker the Berry candle from Elite Candle Club. Yes, the Blacker the Berry from Elite Candle Club. I'm on my second one in two weeks, and I'm so obsessed with it. I'm burning it right now, as you guys can see. Um, you know we're all about entrepreneurship and Black empowerment. So head over to EliteCandleClub.com. And don't forget, Valentine's Day is here. There romance fragrance is top tier so check out elite candle club y'all um and trust me uh, you'll love these these are all over my house and all over my studio um so it's a success it's a disaster segment is i want you to share about a time in your business it can be a story a time in your business where something went really like to hell but you learned something from that experience and it made you a better entrepreneur and it doesn't necessarily have to be your your fashion endeavors but just something overall that happened to you in a business scenario and then you was like okay yeah i i know what to do and now you use it as a learning experience well i can tell you in order to start this platform i had to find someone building a website and building a multi-vendor website is totally different I went to two different or started working with two different developers 
and it did go to hell. <laughs> um, they put themselves out there with the um, notion that they knew what I was trying to create. I had them look at the other um, the other platforms, and they told me that they understood, and it it was it was a disaster. And I went through that twice, so. I actually ended up going out of the country to find someone to build this platform for me. Um, so I suggest that anytime you start working with someone in, in, in your journey, your entrepreneurial journey, and you have to outsource um, some tasks, you have to find out, make sure that you understand and ask for that person's portfolio, make sure you, you have an understanding of what they've done in the past and again get references portfolio whatever you can do to make sure that you're working with the right people gotcha um um you know it's all about entrepreneurship so you definitely know i'm like a numbers girl what does your markup look like and or your pricing strategy because maybe you're not marking it up because you're reselling it for a smaller price but do you go like do you have like a math problem that you use like if i spend this amount for it like i'll only sell it at 30 percent or 25 percent of like what i sold it at or what i purchased it at i'm sorry you have to do the research. You have to go out and find out if that particular item is on sale on any other platform. And if it is, you either want to match that price or you want to be competitive and lower your price. Um, sometimes you can say, if I paid uh, $1,500 for a Gucci bag, am I going to get the same, especially if it's been used quite a lot. But if it hasn't, then you may be able to resell that same bag for $1,500. And if you want to be competitive, like I said, you go out, you research and see what it's selling for out in the market. And you can either, you know, adjust your price accordingly. Gotcha. Do you allow people to bid or negotiate on the items? Like does your yeah. platform build that out? Definitely. We are a peer-to-peer -peer marketplace. So you can, if you're interested in a product from any of our vendors, you can um, email them directly and you can ask to negotiate the price. If you have a question about the color or you want another picture or you want another picture in a different angle, you definitely can um, communicate with, with the vendors on the platform. Gotcha. Um, and how do you verify that the items that they're selling on the platform are authentic? Like, how, what does that process look like? Are they required to submit certain documentation or receipts or anything like that? So anything over $300, um, we don't have an authentication in place right now. We do not. It is in our policy that we, you are not allowed to sell inauthentic um, items. Of course, we can't we people are able to upload whatever they want but what i have put in place is that a, if a person buys anything over three hundred dollars after they have received that product they have three days to have it authenticated now i am working as we grow the business i am going to be working with some authenticators where you would possibly be able to send that item in to to our to our company and have it authenticated um, before before it is either sold or again after you have received the item, you can have it authenticated through the Sweet Exchange. Nice, I love that. See, come on, come in for having all your ducks in a row, girl. <laughs> 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 I absolutely love it because I feel like that. 
the whole designer like apparel market on actually like your you know just like your thoughts on there I do feel like it's super duper psychological you know like the people buy designer gears for you know validation or like for status and all of these good things and how do you what are your thoughts towards like you know designer apparel like being like that and especially in the african-american community and I definitely think that it's something that they kind of, I ain't gonna say they stray away from just working with black designers, but in their mind is if I have this Gucci and if I had this thing, I've, I've made it, you know, like, is that something that you've ever like thought about or like, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think, I mean, I, you can rock what you want to rock. I don't, I don't knock anybody from wanting to rock luxury brands. Um, I, my myself, I can rock contemporary and look just as good in uh, a, a luxury brand. It's all, uh, it, depends on the person um sometimes people use it as a status i've made it um others they just that's what they feel comfortable with so i don't i don't knock anybody for what they want to wear and who they want to support um because we are a black black platform and we do support black designers um i would love to see us rocking and have the black designers have that status that we give these other designers such as Gucci, Louis Vuitton. I would love to see more people rock black brands. That that would be awesome. And feel the same that they're getting the same quality and um with with wearing the black brands as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, my last segment is called, it's not even last segment, it's like before we close and stuff. Last segment is called It's a Muse. Um, so I want you to tell me just something like as an entrepreneur that has helped you along the way um, as far as um, it could be a book that you read or it can be a quote. Um, it could be like your, your morning ritual because entrepreneurship is just super duper hard and um, I feel like people are constantly needing like some type of mentoring or inspiration or some sort to keep them going. Is there any skill set or tool that you use that just keeps you motivated? Entrepreneurship is hard. <laughs> I am right now. I'm a one woman show. I do everything in the business. <laughs> so you have to be a self-motivated individual. You have to let some things go, whether it's family, friends, going this play or that place. You have to, in order to survive the entrepreneurial journey, you have to be willing to give up a lot. Um, you may have a job. I'm still working professionally, but, and sometimes I even work two jobs, but I am also building a business. And so I have to learn how to prioritize. You have to learn how to wear many hats, which I do. I can say I can work all day, an eight-hour job, and then I may be up to three o'clock in the morning working on my business. So you have to be steadfast. You have to set your set your sights on where you're going, and you're going to have ups and downs no matter what. And so you have to be have the ability to overcome anything that comes your way. And so if you're starting on an entrepreneurial journey. Again, you just you have to be self motivated, and that's what I I recommend to people if they if they're going to start, you know, an entrepreneurial journey or business or any of that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Like having that like self motivation. I think that some people just kind of lack that, you know, over just like being, you know, disappointed or like dealing with obstacles and like a whole lot of like different like self doubt and stuff like that. Like I find that I constantly, constantly like trying to push people because I um, I own a consulting business and I create black 
clothing brands. So from start to finish. And it's always people that are in my program and stuff like that, that they get discouraged often, you know, when it comes to creating these clothing lines and all the different work and just the entrepreneurship has. And they just so focus on the design aspect. And it's just like, baby, it's a business, you know, and you got to have a strong mindset. <laughs> Absolutely. And I could have, like I told you twice, I was working with two different um, developers and I could have given up after that. It, 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 it discourages you and you ask yourself, am I really doing the right thing? Is this really for me? But you have, you have to push through that. And if this is your goal, if this is your baby, then you just have to keep pushing and believe that it's going to happen. Definitely. All right. So now we're going to get into our black note segment. So this is our black note segment. Um, our black note segment is, of course, also sponsored by the Elite Candle Club. So make sure you guys shop. Um, our black note segment is for someone who may be dealing with struggles or they just need some advice and we read them. Um, they are anonymous. And then myself and my guest for the day will comment on and I, you know, on their note and say what they think and can advise them or give any tips. All right. So today's note. Hi, Lanice. I followed you for many years and watched you develop into the businesswoman I want to be, but never seen it in myself. As a backstory, four years ago, I lost my mother to cancer. When she got sick for the second time, sewing became a distant memory, and I used men and wine to ease my suffering. Here we are in 2022. Uh, I'm a single mom of a baby boy, and I have dated countless men who have cheated left me and simply undervalued me. I know that I want this year to be different. I've given up the wine I was broken up with on New Year's Eve, and I'm just trying to turn my life around and get my head into something I used to love more than my Band-Aids. I know we all have our struggles, so what are some of the things you've done to ensure you're always pouring into your cup and believing in yourself? How do you remain focused and driven? It's hard for me to sit back at the marching at the marching because what used to be easy is now so difficult and quite frustrating most of all when did you reach your pinnacle of self-love and how did you get there I just want to thank you Lanise a complete stranger for being such an inspiration as I look at your page I'm in awe and I'm so proud of you and I know somebody I know someday I will be in your shoes living out my dream whatever that is thanks in advance oh wow that was deep Oh, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't read them beforehand <laughs> because I'd be wanting to say, I'd just leave them in my inbox. Oh, yes. wow. Oh. Ooh, oh okay. That's a lot to digest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know, Shandy. You want to go first or you want me to go first? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is heavy. This is heavy. This is heavy. I, yeah. I, can, I feel for her. I was a divorced single mother of three children that I raised on my own. And you have to first develop a self-love. It, it all starts with self-love. It starts with your children. You have to think about where you want your children, what you want your children to see, what type of guidance you want to give them. And that all comes from first loving yourself because, and this is cliche, but you really can't love someone else until you love yourself. I, on my entrepreneurial journey, I also started a magazine for single women. Um, God spoke to my heart um, back in 2002 when I, as I was a single parent and I had so many stories to share. And, I, and so I wanted to share my story and my journey with other single women who 
maybe were going through the same things that I was going through, raising children on your own, especially raising boys. Um, uh, I talked about business. We talked about travel. We talked about anything that uh, finances. Um, but going back to this young young lady, just you just have to learn to love yourself and know that you are worthy. That that is so important. You are worthy. You are here for a reason and a purpose. And ask God for, to uh, reveal to you what your purpose is. Um, ask Him to teach you how to love yourself. And 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 it'll be okay. Think about your your child who who are you you are raising. What do you want him to see? What do you want him to become? And put your focus there. Take your focus off the wine. I'm glad you said you were able to give that up. Um, take a break from dating. Uh, give that up and learn to love yourself first, and then you'll be able to love who God sends for you to love. Oh, yeah. That's my. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I can say um, that I have been been here before as far as like leaning on the the alcohol and stuff like that. Um, you know, for. Um, my band-aids as she as she also put it like I've definitely been there and I've definitely had my heart broken um and I think honestly I allow I let that heartbreak be that fuel because what happened was I lost myself um in those relationships um and one particular one that you asked me what the pinnacle was when I figured out my self-love it was um allowing um, these men and these situations to make me lose who I was because I had this same issue. I moved in with a guy and then like I stopped sewing and I didn't sew for a whole year and was so fixated on him that I lost myself and I lost who I was. And then when he broke my heart, I literally had like a switch. I was, I was drinking and, um, I had lost my job around like the same time that this happened and I was just soaking girl. And I volunteered at the Black Girl So Green camp because I didn't have mm. anything else to do. And I was around at least 20 little girls, 20 little black girls between the ages of 6 and 13. And I was teaching them how to sew and I was teaching them how to do patterns. And it was something about me being around them kids that was just like, you got to pick yourself up. Like, it's just like they had so much life in them and their minds was just like sponges that it took me being around those children to be like, you, your, your life is meant for something greater. Like, and you sitting around drinking wine and, uh, and, and getting drunk and laying on the couch feeling sorry for yourself ain't it. Like, that's not the way. Pick yourself up. You got two degrees. Like, you got pick yourself up and move on, you know? And that's what I had to do. I, so I what I used was a couple of different aids. Um, I got into heavy into crystals. I started reading a lot more, and that's probably going to be my biggest recommendation is um, Own Your Glow by Nathan Tomlins, by Nathan Tom, wait, Lathan Thomas, and then... Um, it is another book by Ileana Van Zandt called The Value in the Valley. It is a book for black woman dilemmas and the different things that we go through in life. Um, a lot of time in the book, they talk about how we miss the lesson. And we miss the lesson because uh, we allow the same things that taught us a lesson before to come back in. And this God is going to put it back in front of you to make sure you learned it and that you learned your lesson. And she gave me my life in that book. So that is my pinnacle was like me going through the same thing that you're going through right now, but using the fuel to pull myself back up. 
I started this podcast that same year. This was about four years ago. I started this podcast that year just to, you know, be able to help and express myself. I got back my business. Like, I, you know, I, I started helping other people and just I allowed uh, my passion to lead me through my purpose and let passion lead your purpose. So that's my, that's my takeaway is to get whatever you need to help you bring yourself up, whether it be meditation, I started meditating, whether it be crystals, whether it be reading and uh, saying affirmations to yourself in the morning and giving mantras to yourself in the morning. And my life is more than this. So that is my, my advice. That's how I stay inspired, knowing that there is more out there for me and I'm not done living. And I'm I'm young. I feel like I'm young. I'm 33. I'm not sure how old you are, but you got so much life to live. And it's not about these men and you got to live for you. So yeah, that's, that's my advice. That's good. Yeah. I'm like live for you. Like as soon as you, like we, I think we hold on to men sometimes because of that validation, because we don't want to be lonely. And that's a big thing. And I didn't even know for me, I'm like I said, I'm from Chicago. I'm from the Midwest. I moved to New York by myself. I figured it out by myself. I, I I started three businesses by myself. So knowing that you don't need no man for validation, you know, you got little man, you got a son, and that's what's important. And then to show him that, yeah, mommy may not have a male figure right now to get in your life, but when the right one come, it's going to come. My mother always say, it's never too late for your happily ever after. My mother been married three times. She ain't found her happiness, and I ain't never seen this ha- her this happy, and she's 57. So... Mm. Not to say you got to wait that long, but it's never too late for your happily ever after. (laughs) Absolutely. I I love it. Yes, I love it. So, Shanda, if you just want to go ahead, um, if you could tell us about any, like, um, current events or releases or launches you want to go, you have coming out, anything that you want to share as far as, like, what to look forward to, as well as, like, all of your, like, social media handles and your website so everybody can follow you. I, of course, will put this in the show notes, but just go ahead and throw it out there as well. Okay, well, this year, starting off, like I said, we launched our business in November, so we're just three months old as far as being on the platform. So we're looking to build relationships and strategic partnerships with vendors and anyone in the resale market, including uh, celebrities and influencers. And they can reach out to us or visit the website at The Sweet Exchange, and that's T-H-E-S-U-I-T-E. X C H A N G E the sweet exchange.com or they can email us at buy sell buy at the sweet exchange.com. They can follow us on Instagram at shop the sweet exchange.com. I'm sorry, shop the sweet exchange and then Facebook. We also have a page the sweet exchange.com. Perfect. I will make sure I put that in the show notes to make sure you guys just check down below when you actually hear this episode or when you're listening to, um, As I always say, guys, stay black. Peace out. Thank you so much, Shanda. I appreciate all your time today. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. No problem. Have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.